All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 162 of the Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. This episode is presented by Bet Online. With the NFL playoffs right around the corner and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up to second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So what's going on, my man? Lot to catch up on here. We, uh, you know, got through the holiday season, and uh, so what's going on? Yeah, um, like you said, holiday season. It was, uh, you know, had a couple weeks off. We had a nice little best of episode last week, so it's it's good to catch up with you. Good to be hanging. Uh, there was a lot of action between, you know, obviously the holidays, right? Um, yeah. you know, Christmas time and things like that. And then rolls right into new year's, but bes- between it this year, I feel like, you know, there was a couple little tournaments going on. Uh, obviously I know Ryan played and my boys were on the ice as well. It was, uh, it was, it was busy. How about you? Yeah, no, it was extremely busy and, um, you know, the holidays are, are great to see uh family if you're able to, and, you know, just get, uh, you know, everyone got together at my parents' house Christmas Eve. We uh, made a pact not to uh, exchange any gifts. So it was like another um, Thanksgiving for the yeah. family, which was nice. 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 I just enjoy people's uh, company. Um, and New Year's was uneventful, really. You know, it was like amateur night. You know, I was in yeah. bed before the ball dropped pretty much. So, <laughs> um, you know, a funny story, though, back in the day when I was, uh, down in Long Island, we had some family and friends come down and to visit, and all the kids were pretty young, mm-hmm. and you know they're buzzing around, and we uh, we ended up pulling up uh, the the prior year's um, ball drop on YouTube and plugged it into nine. the TV. <laughs> and we were like, ten, nine, eight, seven, and the kids are going bananas, blowing yeah. horns. All right, yeah. time for bed. It was like eight thirty. <laughs> so it was great and then the adults were able to uh you know hang out yeah. and- get to bed now kids you've been up too yeah. late right. um, it's funny I, I don't ever remember doing that when my kids were little but uh last year we were all over at the whitney's house and you know same type of thing and his you know it, it, it's gone so far and you know wit was talking about it on chicklets this week that to, to, too but you know, like when there was a long time when my kids were really the only kids around, right? We, you know, had our kids are a lot older than than most of my buddies' kids, and now it's like everybody's having kids, and it's an absolute gong show. Like yeah. it's an it's a gong show. There's kids that are just probably from, you know, the ages of seven down, just like running around you know new jungle yeah it's it's it's, the jungle it's the jungle it really is and um so last year you know last so 2023 new year's they did just that like i was like that's an unbelievable move and uh (laughs) you probably told told wit about it or whatever but and then uh but this past year the kids were all getting a little older and i guess you know brie ryan's wife was was trying to 
she's like, Hey, at like nine o'clock, we're going to do that. But the kids were like having such a blast. And he, he got a pretty decent new setup down the basement, like mm -hmm. where, you know, kids were a little bit out of sight, out of mind and, you know, playing games, playing mini hockey, um, out jumpy houses. Like I walked into the garage. It was like Royal rumble of like, you know, five-year-olds just going absolute bonkers, kids yelling squares, you know, like I, 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 it's always great at that age where you hear like kids arguing and then like, they don't know what to say to each other, but then it's like, you know, shut up. And then like one kid tattletale, you know, James swore. And the, you know, he's getting in trouble. And I'm just like laughing at this whole thing. I'm like, Oh my God, my youngest kid's 12 years old. I don't miss this little kid nonsense at all. Uh, yeah. it's so yeah, fun to just, to, yeah, to just watch and just like, I walked over to Joanna halfway through I'm like, this is unbelievable being just watching all these other people just parent. Right. Oh yeah. Like when you're in it, you, you don't realize it, but after you get a little, uh, a little bit removed, you can appreciate and oh. you know help out when only when you, when you need to, or when you have to, but yeah, yeah now uh, it's like kids go help the you know hey you yeah. guys go referee that fight <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah that's that's why you had kids right you know to to help with the yard work and you know the chores around the house and parent help parent you know exactly. friends exactly. friends kids and siblings so uh that's great uh, speaking anything of, else? Uh, speaking of speaking of yard work was good to good to hear Whit give uh your nephew drew a little shout out and following in the motto name i think we need to print up some like motto landscaping t-shirts and uh yeah. and get those things i think we could sell those like like hotcakes right now yeah it was great uh you know he was you know kind enough to to mention about uh, Drew, Drew Motto with his uh, yeah. landscaping business and one of Colin's teammates over there at CM. But yeah, he's been, uh, he's been in it for a while and I just love chatting with him about it. And, you know, uh, f funny little. Does he go to of, you for advice or? No, I think, you know. <laughs> or is he above, is he above your level? I think he's above my level for sure. You know, yeah, my, my yeah. brother and my dad have uh, been of assistance and that's the one, one thing that's hilarious. You know, if you follow him on, on Instagram, Drew Model Landscaping. It's uh, it's pretty uh great. You know the before and after pictures and stuff, but there's never any pictures of the help, meaning my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you know he, he doesn't get employee of the month or anything. Uh, oh, you know, allows geez. him to use the bo bobcat and uh, my brother uh, built a uh, a box on the back of his truck for uh, you know leave cleanup and whatnot. Yeah, so yeah. it's it's great. You know, and he's uh. He's owning it and, uh, you know, really proud. And it goes back to that work ethic. You know, Witt was saying, we were texting on the side and, you know, but the work ethic and you don't see that uh, a lot in, in uh, motivation and, you know, kind of uh, that entrepreneurial, uh, you know, more like hands-on and there's mm -hmm. some tech stuff uh, with younger kids. But uh, to have that work ethic and, and, and kind of apply it to a, a, a trade or a business at an early age and, you know, um, Drew's going to be, uh, he's gonna pretty be well off. Right. Yeah. He's going to yeah. be all right. You know, he's a solid. So, uh, that was great of, uh, wit. And he mentioned, uh, about Colin as well. And, and maybe, uh, referenced, um, you know, your body makeup. <laughs> <laughs> I know that was like a ricochet shot and a half, huh? Just like talking <laughs> about the, the old milk bag bod, but yeah, that was nice. And, and we did, it was, you know, new year's Eve and we kind of looked at the schedule, um, a while back we you know there was a crew of us and actually it was it was supposed to be like i talked to nettie haven right because i'm like dude 
CM Arlington on New Year's Eve, right? So uh, he ended up being down in Florida, and so that didn't happen. But a bunch of you know the guys came over, uh, you know my friends with with their little ones, and uh, it was re- you know it was really it was cool. And obviously you get a a, a CM uh, which has a a good crowd and a good student body, and then you when you're playing one of those you know public schools that have been around for years, right? Uh, I shouldn't say like forever, but they've always been a, a, a very well-established hockey program. They draw a great crowd and, you know, tons of alumni coming back. So it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, the atmosphere over at warrior, the only thing I would have liked to seen, especially for the little kids was more tunes bumping. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they, in between whistles and stuff, like it was a really, really good crowd at that game, but they didn't have the, the, the jam is going like, and I'm not saying that it's got to be like that loud, but. Gotta get the well, tunes I'm, going in between I mean, whistles, right? It's CM's home rink, so you know, I mean, they're responsible for the ox, and that's a huge part of a an experience. I don't think as know? a dad I should go down and try to play nah. music, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> you down there scratching records? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, I got my ox cord. Yeah. Like, they're like, nah, pass. All set. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Yeah, um, you know, it does add uh, a little in-game entertainment and um you know one of uh, ryan's buddies who he played with growing up and he's uh he's the catcher on the baseball team team manager he, he's he's in charge of uh the ox at the games and you know that the, the, for, the, for the fair games yeah so yeah. he's um yeah it's he's a big role it. it really is you know a lot of pressure you got to keep it clean you know find the clean mm-hmm. versions and they right. get some input from uh he gets some input from the boys uh on what what to play so yeah, that's too bad. I mean, but uh, overall, good game. Yeah, no, it's good game. Good atmosphere. Uh, ended up being a two-two tie, and uh, they've played a lot of hockey. This is kind of, as you know, and this is really my first—I um, shouldn't say my first time, but but you know, again, you're back in it uh, with with both boys, uh, Brian and and Colin, playing. It's a uh, this is like the grind time of the season, right? You get back after Christmas break, and you're on the ice. You know, basically six out of seven days in a row, uh, playing a lot of games, playing competitive games, playing meaningful games, and um, it's fun. It's a, it it's fun for the kids, but it can be a grind, and it's a um, you know it's a lot, right? Especially like Collins in the eighth grade. Uh, it's it's a a big, you know, it's a I I think overall for him, especially it's a it, it's an unbelievable experience and a learning experience and just seeing what it does take, right? How you have to take care of your body, how you have to, you know, eat and sleep and kind of uh, like fight through all this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, with a more, say, intense schedule, would say like maybe not as many games or maybe, you know, it's just like the intensity of the games. and. Right. You know, these would be like somewhat of the dog days for the high school season and, yep. you know, relative to, say, February for the NHL guys. But, um, you know, you can see some fatigue and, mm-hmm. um, you know, mentally, physically for these younger players. And, um, you know, if they had that Cushing tournament out, right. uh, you know, over yes, the... Yes, we, we have to talk about that. Yeah. So they ended up... Uh, Taking home the championship, which is great. Um, they played Dexter and then a prep school from Canada, uh, and then they beat Lawrence for the championship game. And um, mm-hmm. exciting games. I thought you know the boys played well. You know the, you know layers of D. 
you know, try, you know, making good decisions. Like all the stuff that you hear, you know, puck management when it matters, and um, yeah. they've got some great goaltending uh, from Tyler Marshella, who um, very athletic, very good down low, and made some timely saves. And they got uh, some goal scoring, so it was um, it was great to see. And you know, just to try to catapult them into like the new year. And uh, Coach Jerry York came and talked to the boys. Uh, oh, nice! At, at there, yeah. And um, you know, one of the questions to Ryan, uh, Ryan, you know, posed to Coach York was, you know, when you're coaching, um, you know, what what was kind of like your recipe for say after a big win, uh, like say the bean pot or whatever, like moving forward towards like the stretch end of the season. Mm-hmm. And that uh, coach gave him a, a book to read and, you know, really, uh, you know, having that knowledge and that ability to have those resources to talk to the kids is really nice. And it was, uh, you know, a good experience for the boys too. So, but um, unfortunately, they came up on the losing end of a overtime game yesterday, which he didn't finish the book yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think he's <laughs> is still sitting on the kitchen counter. Yeah, it's, it, exactly. It's still uh, it's still on Amazon, you know, delivery or whatever. <laughs> Things are backed up with the holidays. <laughs> but yeah, it was one of those games. Like I was saying about the the dog days, it, it was just it wasn't sharp execution. Um, mm-hmm you know, urgency, energy, uh, didn't capitalize on power plays. But, um, you know, again, it's a, a learning curve from game to game. You know, there's emotions at this level that, you know, some people are feeling for the first time. You know, like you have to fight through some adversity in game even. And, right. and um, you know, it's just, a you know, again, a learning curve, uh, you know, in another stage of a, the developmental path. So it's uh it's good for you know um these guys to experience things and and have some success have some failures and uh, learn from each experience absolutely i mean i think that's the biggest thing and um even at the younger age groups right people get so caught up in the wins and losses but there's just you know you can learn lessons from everything right and it's it's not always going to be a consistent effort but uh and i was talking to to a, a coach last night just about like knowing how to win right and obviously there those guys i was texting with rye when they when uh going back and forth with them because he had sent me a picture of brian's locker and in the out of cushing right so we were going back and forth and i was pumped when when they won it and you could tell as a senior captain i mean i i, I know i've seen those banners up on the wall quite a bit for that christmas tournament and i don't recall there ever winning one so First I actually noticed ever. that. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. Uh, this split season. <laughs> uh so it, it, again, obviously, I, I I love the Penguins, and, and there was a lot of good, you know good kids, Sean Leary and Lawrence, and and different teams that are in that tournament. Obviously, the Dex, the guys as well. But uh, it was great to see Ryan win. But a lot of kids, uh, like to get back to what I was saying, like you got to know how to win, right? And we were talking, you know, tight game. You're up a goal. Uh, you know, or two goals late in a game. And do you try to make that extra play or do you try to just, you know, maybe just make the safe play, uh, get pucks to the net, right? And I think that's such a, like you talked about, a learning curve, right? Um, you know, instead of coming down 3-2 game and and like pulling up and trying to make that crazy, you know, fancy type play, like, you know, clock management, knowing what's time, what, you know, the knowing and you say it all the time, like that situational awareness is so important. And I think as coaches, we, uh, you know, everybody, uh, this goes out to all the, co- like have to do a better job at, okay, 
there's two minutes left on the clock. Like be, letting your kids know and be aware, even at, at 10, 11, 12 years old, like there's two minutes left on the clock. It's a 3-2 game. What are we doing? What situation are we kind of in right now, right? Um, I think that's just as coaches, we can help prepare these kids for that high school hockey level by, you know, counting down the clock. Like I would guarantee it that even at the high school age group, some of these kids like, oh, there was a minute left in the period. And some of these kids, I've seen it. I've seen it watching high school hockey games where there's like nine seconds left in a game and kids like going for a change. And you're like, there's nine seconds left. You got to gas yourself. You're out there in the right. last minute of a game. Do whatever it takes to just get the job done and get the get the W, right? Like, it's not, oh, coach, I was exhausted. No, get <laughs> Like, finish, right? Or, you know, let's say at the end of, uh, you know, it, it, roles are flipped, right? You're down a goal. I've seen different players, like, shooting to the bench for a changeup with 15 seconds left when you could have the opportunity to jump in and create a, an outnumbered situation. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I know you're tied and you want to change up, but if you go to the bench, now that completely eliminates our chance of, you know, us getting uh, a, an outnumbered situation or, or jumping into the rush and making a play. Like you got to learn those, those, you know, clock management, very, very important. Yeah, I think that awareness is is key, and it's easy to look at the clock when there's a whistle, right? And you know, just to have that as you know another skill set to to know and have that internal alarm clock. Number one, having it when you have the puck, how yeah. much time you have, like the pocket presence as a quarterback is very similar. one 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 thousand two one thousand. Yeah, just kind of like, but knowing even, you know, and it goes back to all the stuff we talk about, you know, just taking a look over your shoulder and knowing how much space you have and being aware of how much time you have and being able to make a better play. And that doesn't take any skill, but then that develops a skill as well. You know, having that internal alarm clock and then knowing how much time is on a clock where you can take a, you know, uncalculated risk because, you know, the time's going to run out. But I, mm-hmm. I, I agree with you. I think that's a, a good message for coaches that um, it can be taught, you know, right. that type of awareness, you know, the, yeah. the in-game that's, that's awareness. That's one of, one of the hockey senses that you can definitely teach. Yeah, we'll, we'll let Leachy know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Franklin Sports is the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Check out their line of official NHL street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com. Today, hopefully, everybody stocked up on their Franklin gear for Christmas, Mots. Yeah, no, I mean, as far as training gear and training tools, and you know, then you know, as the springtime comes up as well, you know, there's plenty uh, that you can get on FranklinSports.com and and uh, peruse. But if you did miss out, make sure you get back on there and and be able to grab some training tools that you can work on your game uh, in the new year here get better uh i mentioned it the last week in the our little catch-up uh not catch-up as a you know our our best of type thing but um this friday night the january 5th we got a, a big fundraiser party down at uh florian hall for my 2011 team and uh it's going to be a good time we got rob bellamy coming out uh like i mentioned last week but i wanted to just get it in early in this week's episode especially now everybody's getting back in the swing of things and listening to pods but uh, again, January 5th, Friday night, uh, doors are going to be open from like uh, six to 11. 
a ton of, of hockey people are going to be there, obviously parents, and it's going to be a packed Florian Hall, which is right in Dorchester. Like I said, Bells is playing. We got, uh, ra- you know, tons of different raffles. We got jerseys. We got, you know, Jack Hughes, New Jersey Devil sticks. We got Matthew Kachuk sticks. We got pasta jerseys, Marshawn jerseys, um, you know, weeks trips to Aruba and Orlando, uh, a little golfing little adventure down in Florida with my brother and I. Uh, two guys are going to be able to 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 bid on playing with us at a pretty uh, pretty special course down in uh, in, in Florida. So a uh, lot of different things should be a blast uh, if you can if you can come by. You know anybody, right? It's uh, like twenty five bucks a ticket. There's a ten thousand dollar raffle that's gonna that we've already pre sold tickets. But if you want to come in and you know silent auction and items, there's there's so many different you know gift cards and um, tickets to Bruins games, Red Sox games. Kenny McDonough donated Zach, you know, couple Zach Bryan tickets, right, for uh, down at, at Foxborough. So you know, shout out to Kenny for 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 you know, and hub ticket brokers for those, but there's just like tons of things. So come by if you're, if you're in the area, like I said, it's going to be a, a night, a, a fun night out for just the parents. And uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be doing a little bit of live auction stuff. We get a couple of those things. Getting that type of stuff going. So. Uh, are you one of the, uh, the auctionable items? You know, you yeah, go up there with no shirt on, a bag yeah, of milk. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, bag of milk bought. I'll be all set. It looks even worse now. Um, and food donated by our boy Rusta Mariano. Um, yes. Yep. You know, so yep. that's great. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a bunch him. of info on the uh, Junior Terry is 2011 Elite uh, Instagram page. So if you want to jump on, check out those. You know, they actually have some online auction items. So. I listed it last week, but it's basically if you search in the um, in your Instagram bot, 2011 Boston Junior Terriers Elite. There's a bunch of underscores in there. I'm not going through it again, like yeah. I did last week. But uh, it'll be a it'll be a fun night out. Uh, all right, Mott. So let's get into a couple of little things. What were your thoughts on the um, you know Winter Classic? Did you were were you able to to uh, watch it? Yeah, I was able to take it in, and you know it's always. I was looking at it. it's such a, a spectacle, you know, like that mm. that venue. Um, you know, just I know they're two emerging teams. I mean, it's Stanley Cup, you know, defending champs, but right. also, you know, like new, relatively new to the league, the two newest teams actually. But um, right. you know, the weather was looked great, you know, yep. for being a fan. Um, you know, was fortunate enough to to go to you know a few of those uh, those games and. You know, it's a little bit of a rite of passage too, and an experience if, if the weather is cold and snowy as well. But right. but as a fan, and it was, it was like forty six degrees. You see some people in you know almost t shirts versus bundled <laughs> up. But um, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't like the, the most exciting game. But right. it, and again, it's it's really about the the whole experience and you know playing outdoors and a little expo- more exposure to you know of those markets to hockey fans um but i think uh yeah the game itself but you know congrats to local guy joey decord for the first uh winter classic shutout which was which was great to see he played right. he, he actually played really well you know he made some timely saves and um he he kind of helped contribute to make the game boring because he was so good and good kept point. the score down 
Yeah, good point. And, uh, you know, the crowd's chanting Joey. Like, he's always going to remember that. That's like one of the things right. that you, when he's uh, all all done with his career, he'll always probably put that on one of the you know top of the list of experiences as a as a player. But, um, you know, Matty Bernays and Jack Eichel, you know, a couple of the local guys, and they showed a little, um, you know, clip of Matty Bernays in his backyard on a, yeah, on on a pond. pond. Yeah. And that, that looked like some nice ice. <laughs> it did. It did. He yeah. was, uh, that looked awesome. Um, yeah, similar to, like you said, watching it, the game was kind of, a little, I think the most exciting part was uh, was Biz body slamming <laughs> and reverse hitting Bowie there. But, uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. And, and getting, getting uh, you know, he's definitely got a restraining order slash lawsuit coming at him for that, for the, for that reverse <laughs> hit and everything. But uh, they did some content. I know Keith was out there doing some different things with, uh, you know, with TNT and that uh, BR open ice. They had a couple things coming out. But, uh, you know, it's cool. The, the, the atmosphere, the sight lines of that uh you know, baseball stadium looked good. If you remember, I mean, last year we were kind of sitting right around each other at Fenway and it was tough to see. Yeah, yeah. It was tough to see down low, but there obviously it looked like, you know, from a yeah, on TV. Yeah. Right. It, it, looked, it looked like better for, it looked like sight better lines. viewing sight lines, um, which was cool. Obviously the, you know, wasn't the most viewed uh, winter classic, but again, you get two, Emerging hockey markets, uh, you know, not a ton of, uh, you know, original six type history between the two teams. That's for damn sure. But, hey, it, it, it's growing the game and it's out there and it looked like, uh, you know, the, the the place was definitely packed. And, you know, it was it, definitely a fun type of experience. I think they did have and it's funny, just before the broadcast started, I popped on the TV and they had like the, one of the, you know, like the old school 24 sevens on. But I. I I don't know if it was the NHL or who it wasn't marketed very well. Cause I think there was like four episodes and I'm a sucker for that stuff. I love it. I didn't see any of it besides the one, you know, I think it, it was obviously the last, the last one, but I didn't see any advertising for it. Um, it looked like it was like a half hour type long episode. They had, you know, interviews with Eichel going to the rink and, and um, Yanni good. Yeah. Um, thanks Alan for the assist there. But Yanni Good, they had him going to the rink. And, you know, again, it was kind of that build up to it. But that was always like that HBO 24-7 lead up to the Winter Classic, Roads to the Winter Classic was was awesome, the, the way that they did it. And for whatever reason, and this, the one episode that I watched of this seemed pretty cool, but I just didn't, I didn't even know about it. I just kind of fell into it. Yeah, you should write a letter to the NHL, you know, <laughs> let them know. Uh, to, to whom it may concern, you know, just, uh, concern. <laughs> yeah. concerned fan for exactly. how come of, I didn't know exposure. about this. They're like, we yeah. have commercials every night. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Plug in dude. Yeah. Plug in. You got 7,000 emails a day that you just deleted. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I wish I had seen it, I guess. Did you see it? I did not see yeah, it. Yeah, all right then. You were in the same <laughs> no. boat as me. In the uh, same boat as me. But it was good. And and like you said, Joey Decord, Cushion Kid. Um, great hit by 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 Biz. Wow, that was uh yeah, it was, was aggressive. Yeah. That was that was it was, was a good one. But they definitely some fun interactive type of stuff. And uh, you know, TNT does do a, a really good job with the with the broadcast. Um what about the World Juniors? You're going to be able to catch that. Obviously, the semifinals are uh, going to take place here on Thursday. 
uh, USA versus Finland and Sweden versus Czechia. Obviously, big upset with um, Czechia beating uh, Canada three to two, which was a um, you know it was kind of surprising. You always love to you know hope that you're going to get that U.S. Canada game. At least I know we you know here look forward to that type of game and that type of battle because that's ever you know always growing and good competition amongst uh you know buddies from up in canada right but uh so far so good with that tournament yeah no i mean as far as you know we talk about it each time around this 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 time of of year about the tournament it's really great hockey and you're seeing some really top end talent that's going to make an impact at the the next level uh, not only you know catapult them into you know say individual and hopefully team success after this tournament um, for their respective clubs, w- whether it be junior or um, you know for the Europeans their club teams or or college, but yeah, some of them some of them back to you know it's good to see that so many Europeans come back to colleges over here in North America. Really, USHL guys, it's pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, we um, you know it, it's. There's so many talented players there, and you know you see you hear guys, you know, on on these, you know, European teams that um, are playing in that in the NCAA, and yeah. you know, I was able to to do a couple of games where some of them were, you know, Michigan State, um, mm-hmm. Denver. Uh, you have these guys that are, you know, seeing the route. You know, right. there's so many different ways to get there, but college has has really taken a. Uh, leaps and bounds since you know over the, the course of like the last 25 30 years of that is you know a legitimate path to the nhl and because yep. of the training the um the high level of coaching that you're getting at different you know schools and you're getting an education along the way so uh pretty cool to see and you know us has been doing a great job um you know moving pucks and you know that they're, they're they're pretty deep and they they have a lot of skill as well so that's yep. uh it's been fun to watch those games. They seem to score in bunches. Yeah. No, I mean, that was, you know, Norway, Switzerland, uh, Czechia, Slovakia, Latvia, you know, the averaging, you know, a lot of offense. Uh, mm-hmm. The only close one was really the um, the Czechia game. So, right. That was yeah, the, the, um, the, the shootout. shootout game. Right. Yeah. So that's. Um, it's fun to see. And then, you know, as far as, you know, statistically, you know, you got four out of the top 10 scores in the, uh, turn in, in the, in the tournament, you know, and, you know, Isaac Howard uh, out of Michigan and, you know, he's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, they're scoring, like you said, you know, he, he's going for the Cy Young in this tournament, you know, he has seven and two, but, um, and, <laughs> and go chase the opposite. Right. And you would think of him as a, as a shooter, um, right. you know, and then, you know, Celebrini that, you know, plays at BU, uh, yep. 17 year old. He's, he's a pretty uh, talented player. And, you know, to see, you, they definitely jump out at you, know, these underage kids, because they have to wear the cages. I know. I know. They look, it's funny because they, you watch them in college and they look totally fine, right? The, yeah. <laughs> with the cages on. But then now with, when everybody else has the, the half shields on, it, it looks so much different. But yeah, he stood out. Obviously, I think, what did he end up with, with, uh, you know, eight or nine, eight, points. eight, eight yeah. points in five games. Obviously, I know one of those games, I think he had five points. I forget who that was against. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's you know, projected number one overall pick, and this is pretty good. Uh, you know, it, it, it's obviously fun times to watch those guys. Any predictions for these games? My prediction right off the rip here is going to be a uh, U.S. 
versus Sweden final. I know by the time this airs, we'll have the prediction, but or we'll have the actual, uh, you know, results. But what do you what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think Finland is is playing well. You know, they mm-hmm. they have some believability, and you know, they came on strong in the last few games. Um, yeah, I think USA is just too deep and 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 too solid at net. You know, with yep. Augustine and Fowler mm-hmm. splitting the duties. Um, in Sweden, I don't know. They kind of got gifted that, uh, you know. <laughs> well, they're the host that, city. They're the host team. I I know, but I was watching it pretty Not intently. In the, country. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> you know, the refs were letting a lot go, and then there was that real ticky-tacky call. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the hook in overtime is it, it just there was no change of possession. You know, right, it was right. In it was a little bit of a little bit of a one hand can open, but I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was it was totally out of bounds. But the spearing one at the end of the game was just like, come on, guys, you know, yeah, like yeah. A little, they changed it to a slash, which <laughs> you know, and again, there's different, uh, you know, just a couple of variations of rules and the uh, IIHF. But yeah, you know, you just you see like the the mentality of the officiating versus maybe a North American style refs. Right. Well, they're going to get it again. So uh, Yeah, I know. So we'll I would see. say USA like, Sweden as the, well the, would be the great Czechia, to see. The Czechia um, team is definitely uh, very good. Like you said, they you know, obviously just beat the Canadian team, and that was a great game. Obviously, a, you know, tough way for Canada to end it. So It'll be uh, it'll be it'll be fun. Down to that final four teams is always good. And as a U.S. guy, it's it's always like great to know that Canada's not gonna even medal, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, we no uh, offense to our friends up in Canada, but like, I mean, it's it's good for the bragging rights. And granted, you know, you get guys like Connor Bedard that would probably still be wearing a cage playing on that team, right? All right. Uh, in the in the NHL, and there's some uh, there's some other guys that obviously could still be on that team that are you know absolutely out there uh, dominating. So, but that's how it 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 goes, right? And I'm sure yeah, that that's what yeah the rivalries are rivalries for a reason. You know, it still lives on after you play, and you know fan bases and countries uh, you know kind of bump heads because of it. You know, just, uh, I, I remember going over to Shane O'Brien's apartment. Um, when we were playing together in Cincy and mm-hmm. the US won, I think that was the the Carlson goal in overtime. Oh yeah, yeah. That was a great that, one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. Um what and year I was, was that the have been uh like two thousand. Twenty ten, I was gonna say. Yeah. No, then it wasn't. It was earlier. It was earlier. So we, we played in like oh three, oh four. So I'm way off. Oh, oh that no no no. That was the the uh like Patrick Eves and those guys. Yes, yes. yes that that yeah. was like Parisi, Patrick Eves. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, it was that exactly. was that 0-2-0-3, right around there because I was I was still in college. Yes, we. I was the only that was, American. That was the team I didn't get. Uh, oh, you didn't get a look. Yeah. No. Yeah. Huh. No. No dice. <laughs> no, the letter written. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So we got a. Uh, I was the only American over there at the apartment and we were watching the game and, um, you know, the U S wins and like U S had flurry and I'm sorry, Canada had flurry and they were, they were definitely the favorites. Yeah. Those guys weren't real happy. And you know, (laughs) yeah, it wasn't like really like 
play fighting. Like they they are like really landing some shots on me uh, after the game. That <laughs> <laughs> was like in the kick circle. <laughs> You're getting uh, jumped. Yeah, uh, by my own teammates. Yeah, because right. Because it was right. U.S. Canada. That's awesome. But, uh, I'm sure you didn't contribute to it with any trash talking or showing up in a USA jersey or anything like that. You would never do something like that. No, or face paint. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. it was showing up with American flag draped around your back, <laughs> and that's it. Not, nothing <laughs> else on. The uh, the athletic posted that the World Juniors in 2026 uh, will be in Minnesota. Uh, I, I don't think that's a hundred percent official yet, but uh, that'd be pretty cool. St. Paul, Minneapolis. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? That's a, uh, I mean, great for the U S great for the local guys. And obviously a, uh, I think that those would be very well attended games. I hate seeing some of the games where there's not a ton of people at, but I think you would draw really well watching, watching those games, even with all the different countries and, you know, a place that's pretty easy to get in and out of besides the, you know, 16 feet of snow potentially on January 1st in Minnesota. I, I think it's a great destination for world yeah. juniors. Um, you know, the state of hockey, that's what, you know, Minnesota is, you know, I mean, that's close. It's close to Canada enough where, you know, Canadians can come down, Europeans come in to support mm-hmm. their teams, but, but having it on us soil, I think the last time was in um, Boston area. And yeah. I remember going to games in Marlboro. Yeah, going, to like my, going to my squirt game and uh and you look over and USA is playing in rink one in the in the <laughs> middle. And that was when I mean I was a young kid. That was a long time. Wasn't Jack Parker the head coach? I believe he was, yeah. It was ninety-five. Yeah. Uh, the the final finals were at BC. I, I was I remember going to that game. I think it was Sweden, Canada. Right. Um but yeah, just have it. No, in a, there was, um, it, it had to have been in where since then. Didn't they have it in uh, – did they have it in um, North Dakota since? I don't I don't recall that, but I just remember my uh, my experience with the being in Boston area and, um, you know, watching that game and, and just – you know what? It was just like high level then as well, but um, you know it wasn't well attended because U.S. wasn't there, and you know they were playing games in Worcester and whatnot. Right. But you know having it in a good hockey market like Minnesota should, and like you know it's really grown a lot since then though too. Like the oh, exposure and being able to be, have it on TV and people talking about it, and you're seeing all these, you know, like just talking about those guys, Howard Gautier and. Nazar and and Brindley, you know, like they're four of the top ten scorers in the in the whole tournament, and they're they're all first rounders except for for Brindley, and it's just like, you know, these talented players getting you know the stage to perform at the highest level, and um, you know, really just giving them an an opportunity to to showcase their talents and uh, before they you know go on to the next level. So it's it is kind of a cool. And the NHL has done a good job, NHL Network, at, at promoting it um, as well. And you know, you see the um, you know current NHLers who have who have been through that tournament and kind of getting back on, being like, "Hey, I won gold in such and such a year and whatnot." And, right. You know, they, they're encouraging people to kind of tune in if if they want to see um, you know the the star future stars before their stars. Uh, the U.S. last hosted the World Juniors in 2018 in Buffalo, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> way off. <laughs> I, know, I knew it was. I knew it was close. Buffalo's kind of like Canada. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's it's right there. It's on the border. I was going <laughs> to ask you, what do you think Starman does? But you know, does does he take in your Red Lobster routine before he watches those uh, those games and and calls him? I know he's he's not technically on site, so you think he he gets all dialed up, hits the Red Lobster down in Secaucus, and uh, and watches those games. Yeah, I, you know, calls he, him. He, uh, did he, did you he, give him any tips? Yeah, so. I did give him a little roadmap on on how to survive down there. A little Jersey Mike's Outback, okay. and the number one Red Lobster. But um, yeah, he's a he's a wealth of knowledge. With uh, you know some of he does a lot of work, you know, behind the scenes. A lot of uh, he's he's plugged in, in into the scene of college hockey in particular, and then you know moving on to the international uh, side. And you know he just comes up with you know you know tons of information throughout the broadcast. And you know he's a, he's a good man too. So. Yeah, yeah, keep up good. the good work. Yeah, it was. Yeah, um, but you know, the Red Lobster is you know always the the go to down there. Oh yeah, it's like uh, Happy Gilmore when you know, hey, want to go to Red Lobster? Uh, but also, obviously, we talked about U.S. and Sweden, Canada, and stuff. And, and but it's it is really cool to see and and similar to what you said before, like the growth of the game and now the the European influence. But there's you know seven more NCAA players, eight USHL uh, players, three NAHL players making up these other rosters uh you got kids that are you know latvian kids right there's a there's a bunch of them that are now playing um you know over here right playing in the nahl playing in the ushl committed to different schools going to umass amherst right uh which is you know there's like six or seven kids from latvia that are over here playing and on the world junior team germans got a kid from uh you know that's playing in the ushl the Finns have kids in the USHL, kids playing at Michigan State, Michigan Tech, like you said, uh, slow. Like I said, the the you know Czech Republic got a kid, the 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 goalie Czechnia, um, UMass Amherst, right? Like Norway got a kid playing at uh, at at Bemidji, Bemidji Skate, Bermidji. It's very chilly up there, so we like to call it Bermidji. Uh, but it's it, it really cool to see the influence and these kids kind of coming over here and but still representing their country, right? Yeah, and that's, you know, we talked about it earlier, but that that is, you know, a very good sign for college hockey to have yeah. that international, um, you know, influence as well. And you know, it it just opens up so many avenues for kids to to play at the top level. And um, you know, again, these kids are playing at a top level for their countries, and they can you know apply that to you know their colleges. And it does take a little bit of adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. you know, the kid from Michigan state, his name is escaping me right now. It's like Brunstrom or something like that. Um, yeah, he I had think a you're right. pr- pretty good tournament and, you know, he's playing at Michigan state, but, you know, just got off to a little bit of a slower start at school. But again, what I was saying earlier, was like, you know, I lived it after this tournament, you, you come out of there, you know, you know, playing at a high level competition wise, and then it gives you confidence to really go into the second half of the season and um, it'll be interesting to see how he uh, kind of uses that as a, you know, just a, a launching pad into the second half for him at Michigan State. Yeah, you got to think there's some major adjustments, even if you were over here playing in the USHL, the North American League. But going into college uh, and, and you know, playing at that level has got to be, 
you know, it, 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 it's very rare that kids just walk on campus and they're Macklin Celebrini, especially coming from overseas. It's just a, there's a lot of adjustments. So, like you said, I'm sure all these guys will come back the second half and their confidence will be sky high. Yeah. And that's one of the things that, you know, I mentioned I, I lived it. So it, it, mm-hmm. it is like a real situation. You come back, the game is, seems like a little slower. Um, back, you know, when it was black and white TV when I was playing, there was, they, they still had <laughs> yeah, the two line offside in the uh, international game. No way. That's funny. Yeah. So it was, you know, with the puck, it was a more difficult, but defending, I was, it was another defender if you had a good gap, you know? Um, so we, uh, you know, you, you can really squish that neutral zone. Um, and we can, um, you know, sit and stay up good sticks. You know, if you have some support from, um, you know, your forwards applying a little bit of pressure, like, you know, say F3, mm-hmm. there's no stretch paths, no stretch, stretch passes that could, you know, be made from in your zone over the red line, which is, it's kind of a crazy uh, rule looking back, you know, because it's a it wasn't great, a it's, a, it's a great men's league rule now, though. The, exactly. Yeah. If you play it now and people have no idea, younger guys have no idea what it is. They're like hanging at the red line and they, they've, nobody's ever seen it. I guarantee 90% of the people listening to this podcast have no idea what two line offsides even means. Yeah, we might have to put it on the uh, social media so that <laughs> you know, just a breakdown of old school uh, rules of of uh, the two line offside. Yeah. So for those that don't know, yeah, you just couldn't make a pass from your zone across the red line. Which right. is you know so across, across two, those across two lines. two lines, yeah. So it was interesting because you had to really game plan for you know certain things like say offensively, like so you had some some support. You know if you just got over that, you know you could be straddling the red line. You know even on power plays, there was like some real. It made you think a little bit more, and it had to be like more short support, not as much stretching the ice. Right. Um, but taking that red line out really opened up the game at the NHL level, at the pro level. And, um, you know, it's the, the game's better off for it, in my opinion, though. Oh, it's a much faster game and high-paced and everything. This it is, And along with it, they took out so much of the clutching and grabbing and, you know, the hook and hold and all that stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, it's a much better game now, but it definitely made you think it and it, a little bit differently for sure. And you had to kind of learn that East-West type game, uh, like not just climbing it and going north and south, right, and stretching the ice and guys looking to sneak in behind defensemen. Like those plays were never there. You couldn't do it. Yeah, or it would have to be, you know, layers of support where like that five to ten foot pass to the blue line and then the stretch would happen through the neutral zone, which so there had to be timing and understanding on where to put pucks. But, and, you know, ultimately – everyone talks about the trap and the New Jersey devils and how suffocating it was. It was because of the two line pass. And you know, what we talk about now is a one, two, two as a four check, whether, you know, in the neutral zone, let's just say, um, that's all it was, you know, just, it was really just positional play, (laughs) (laughs) which, which was not, it was a foreign concept on the defensive side of it. Everyone was just like man to man. But if there was like areas where, you know, there was a, a competitive edge. Jacques Lemay found him, and um, you know, so then it, it turned into a little bit more of a, a boring game because no one knew how to break it. You know? Right? Yeah, exactly. he was ahead of the curve. Um, yeah, he was ahead of it. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, as far as uh, you know, you know, going back to the original point, um, 
you know, these kids definitely will have uh, a boost of confidence and uh, energy, you know, representing their countries and then going back to their kind of like main team, that, their team that they, they really, uh, you know, signed up to, to win and a championship with uh, for the second half of the season. So uh, yeah. exciting times, watching some good hockey and uh, can't wait to see uh, how, how things shake out for the U.S. Absolutely. Uh, TSR Hockey, located up in tax-free Salem, New Hampshire, where you can stock up on all your equipment needs, right? TSR's got it all. We've talked about it, CCM, Bauer, you name it. Uh, they do all their embroidering, their printing, everything in-house. Give the team store a call if you want to get hooked up with that, 603-912-5970. Ask for Micah Dave. Um, TSR is New England's premier hockey store. And you can visit their website, www.tsrhockey.com, for all your shopping needs. Uh, make sure if you're in the store, tell them the rink shrink send you. If you see Brandon and the boys in, in, in the store, let them know. Say, hey, my boys from the rink shrinks, they said to say hello. So they, li- they like hearing from us, and they do a great job up there. Uh, during the tournament over the um, New Year's there, uh, you know, Ryan broke a stick. Oh, um, yeah, panic button. And- yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, he's going through a lot of sticks. But, you know, as centers, they, they do get beat up a lot. You know, there's mm. a, a little added stress, you know, each time they're kind of battling uh, for a face-off or whatnot. But, you know, it just seems like he's just going through a ton. But I'm going to yeah. have to take a trip up and see the boys. But uh, make sure that if you're in the area, check out the store. Or if not, TSRHockey.com has all your shopping needs. They – uh it's funny you bring that up with the sticks, but it's unbelievable the amount of broken sticks that you're seeing now in, mm-hmm. in high school hockey. And they're not cheap. It's 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 absolutely insane. But like the, right before the end of the, the year, Brian broke two sticks, like back-to-back games. I'm like, dude. You, 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 <laughs> it's not yeah, his fault, it, but still it's like, come on. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I, I, Ryan as a center, do we maybe yeah. just like do, do we make him this big innovator like where he's got a face off stick like he's got like old school woody we get him we get him a, a you know a sherwood 9950 or like an old school christian he's got to take the draw with that um especially d zone draws and then he's got a bomb to the bench and like get the <laughs> new the stick ice. yeah, yeah. A little hand off um, i mean i think it's doable and it definitely would 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 help the funds oh yeah just just have a big tree trunk in your hand yeah. um you know, funny story even, that. The, the other center wouldn't even be able to lift it <laughs> just drop it down kind of can't come through it but um yeah funny story about early on you know there was like a little you know informal three-on-three skate that ryan was doing and uh you got frustrated actually it's kind of funny that yeah, I was playing, and Wit was there. I, you may have been skating too. It was um, maybe you weren't around. There was, was, I think it was that mini lockout. I think. Okay. Anyway, yeah. But uh, you know, there was they were doing a little three on three, and he he like missed the net or something, and he like whacked it against the post. And I from up top, like I was just hanging out talking to some dads. I could hear it, and I was like, Ooh. I'm like, that's broken, right? One thousand percent. So then I'm like, if you break your stick by, you know, hitting it against the post due to frustration. You're right. using a wood stick. 
hundred percent. Right? He's like, no, that it's it's not broken. So then he came out and skated with us. The it was the next day. Yeah, you know, before he was just buzzing around, and you know he took a shot and it broke. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> so he did get a wood stick for you know a bit, and uh, you know he 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 owned it. He understood. And then all of a sudden, some of the other kids were like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like he was, I was like, what a backfire. Like he turned it into like it being kind of cool. <laughs> so, uh, but as, as far as right now, I think that's a, that's a, something that we might have to uh, explore a little bit, you know, for the face-offs, yeah. you know, you something a little, little more weighted. Yeah. Um, and you could always just bomb right to the bench, especially, you'll, you know, the F3 coming up late. You just get the equipment manager going and. That have that toy get everyone involved. Yeah. Get everybody involved. You got the ox guy going like we were talked about earlier. <laughs> we get and and now you got the stick guy that's just sitting there after the the center takes his draws. I think that's a uh, you know, we're on to something here. We're definitely yeah. we're definitely on to something. Uh, you know, speaking of somebody that gets uh sticks for free, um Connor McDavid, uh fifth fastest player in NHL history to record nine hundred points. Uh you know, Gretzky did it in 385 games. Is that not insane? Uh, right. Mario Lemieux did it in 463. Mike Bossy, 582. Um, one of the stats. Is that Peter Statsy? Uh, yeah. 599. And McDavid in uh, 602 games, which it's pretty amazing that, uh, you know, in, in our modern day, McDavid's got to that number. Uh, 900 points is is insane in I mean, 385 games, Gretzky's like, that's wild. But in 600 games, like, that's the pretty, pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, I would say you kind of hit it there. Like, everyone is so in tune to, you know, like, let's just put it this way. Everyone's training. Everyone's, you know, has the equipment. Everyone has the, you know, the resources to be the best they can be. It's up to the player to really kind of, you know, take it and and apply it to their skill set and you know um, and work as hard as they can to be the best player they can. But to right. see McDavid at this at this time in this you know kind of generation doing what he's doing and 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 being able to put up those points, it is pretty amazing. It, it is really amazing because you know he had five points the other night and they just not all of it is highlight, but. It is at the same time, you know, like simple reads and creating space with his feet. And he goes as fast with his hands as his, you know, his head and his feet, his hands, head, feet. And it's just an impressive thing to watch. So, yeah, I, I would say that's that's a, a huge accomplishment, especially at this time in, uh, of the game. Yeah, with everybody and the the, the goaltending, the way that it's the game's just mm-hmm. evolved, right? Obviously, you look back at Gretzky highlights and nothing, nothing against them. It, it, I mean, the goalie was whatever. He had Boston Heralds on his on his legs for pads, <laughs> and uh, but uh, you know, you, you just look at the advances of in equipment that everybody's got, but then also the size of the goaltenders. The nets haven't changed. Uh, there was always that talk of like you know the nets maybe potentially getting bigger and you know expanding different things, right? Maybe more room on the ice going to like a uh, you know Olympic type sheet or a little bit bigger with everybody getting so much um you know so much bigger out there, right? All the the players are just you you feel like enormous. But 
it's uh, it, it's unbelievable to see what what he is doing. And I know he kind of got off to a little bit of a slow start and was a little bit dinged up early in the year. We talked about it, but it's it's great to see him hitting his stride. And again, it's it's an amazing accomplishment for for a McDavid. And I know, you know, I even saw another stat. I think it was with um, you know Matthews and Ovechkin, like that they're through their certain. Um, forget how many games it was but you know like austin matthews he's another young guy that's just scoring goals at uh you know we never saw anybody like ovechkin kind of after gretzky and now you see a, a kid like matthews that's just just scoring goals the kids a, he's a natural right and and you wonder if he's gonna you know end up being that next guy that could break you know ovechkin's record after it goes to gretzky right it's it's pretty cool to see these the the young talent in the league yeah, McDavid getting off to that slow start, like you're saying. I mean, he has 53 points in 33 games, third in the league. Yeah. Where you know and he was like few, under a point a game for a bit. Yeah, it it is insane. Um, and then Matthews, you know, getting to the 30 goal mark, yeah. uh, and just in 35 games. So it's like, yes, you know, these guys finding ways to just be absolute dominant in certain areas of the game is is really cool to watch um and you know exciting times really you know he's in like there's a few commercials there on the uh, nhl network that you know it's you know ai related but it's the time is now here like to see how good these guys are you know it's just really impressive to see you know everyone you know, every hockey fan understanding, you know, how good these guys actually are, you know, these right. top level players and just to, to respect that and, and to enjoy it as a fan is, is great. No, big time. It is. Uh, it's great. Speaking of great, uh, one of the hottest things about traveling for hockey terms is deciding on a place to eat. Um, I know McDavid and Matthews, if they're in the, you know, Connecticut, Westchester area, or even when they're down in Maryland or Virginia, they go to the Colony Grill, right? Because it lives up to that hot oil hype. Uh, it was, it's a, uh, you know, it fuels it fuels guys like that. That's what you need. If you're a team and you're on the road and you're traveling down, down 95, you got to hit a Colony Grill. It's just a, the, the best pie you're ever going to get. Like I said, the cheese, the hot oil, uh, the pepperoni, you name it. They get the salad pizza that I love. Um, People don't think people like, oh, dude, what's a salad pizza? I'm telling you, it's legit. Mixing in the salad. Yeah, yeah, you're mixing it in, especially like I didn't get this milk bag bought for nothing. Um, So, again, but uh, I I love them. The only thing I, I, you know, all the Colony Grill I'm watching, every time I open up Instagram, I see people posting pics of it. I love it. And I just get jealous. It makes me hungry. I, uh, that's what I want. I can't wait to get down to that area and, uh, and get to the colony grill, but make sure if you're in the area, uh, you, you head to colonygrill.com. make sure you, uh, you know, find your nearest location and, uh, and stop in there, bring the team in, uh, order it to the room, order it to the hotel, pregame mail, postgame mail, you know, fuel up with that colony grill. It is, uh, it's the best and it really does live up to that hot oil hype. Me hungry right now. I know, I know a little breakfast pie, maybe (laughs) a little breakfast pie, (laughs) breakfast pie. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's good stuff. Mots, what did you think about the, you know, pretty cool to see the PWHL kicking off, uh, some good crowds. I saw a couple, you know, 8,000 fans up in Toronto, uh, Boston kicked off. It was a great video of, 
um, you know, former guest Patrice Bergeron giving a, a speech and talking about the, uh, you know, the captains with the Boston team with Hillary Knight and Megan Keller and, and, and uh, I forget the third one there, but it was, uh, it, you know, it's pretty cool to see that these girls and you talk about the growth of the game, the growth of hockey um, all over the world. Right. But now you're seeing women's play and being compensate, compensated for their, uh, you know, for, for, you know, all their hard work growing up. So something that, that some of these young girls and, you know, you have a, uh, you know, a young one, Brooke, playing, and it's pretty cool to say, "Hey, like, you know, hopefully, you know, there's there's a dream out there, right? It, your your dream doesn't just end potentially after college. You could play beyond and and make some money doing this." I was talking to uh, to Patrice uh, Bergeron the you know last couple of weeks about you know his involvement, and he just wants to be around and and really help grow the game and help the girl the girls in the PWHL uh, grow. Um, and, and get some exposure, but he is a solid guy. He has, he has daughters and he wants, you know, everything, you know, for the game as well. Um, you know, and we skated a few times, uh, mm-hmm. over the, the few weeks in the past few weeks. And the girls are practicing out of that Wellesley rank and, you know, see Hillary Knight and like they're, they're dedicated athletes to, you know, getting better every day. Their practices are hard. Um, and to see all the top end, talent because it was a little splintered right right a couple different leagues and to have it all under one league and showcase the talent that uh the women's game provides is is amazing so um yeah i'm definitely gonna be taking my daughter brooke to a game and and um or or multiple just to uh support and, and check it check it out and we always talk about you know these young kids checking you know that those games are physical oh (laughs) Yep. So the refs put the the whistles away in a couple in in a couple. I loved it. Yeah. And and that's that's the thing about, um, you know, checking. Right. And and I I, I think we have, you know, a really good example on how to play physically without checking, like, say, quote unquote, checking, Mm. you know, for these kids to have an example of instead of just talking about it. So. I think that will be a really good uh, teaching tool for some coaches to to look at um, these these women's games um, and apply it to what you're coaching these kids at when they first start checking. So, um, but I'm I'm pumped for for the league. I'm, I'm pumped to have uh, you know another avenue to to grow the game uh, locally, number one, and uh, have opportunities for girls. Um, you know, like you said, after college, and you know, just to have role models as well. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty cool to see. Yeah, it's it, it's really cool. Like you said, the physicality of the games have been super, super intense. And uh, you, that Ottawa-Montreal game was the largest attendance uh, ever to watch a professional women's hockey game. So over 8,000 fans, basically 8,300 fans um, to watch a women's game, which is fantastic. It's great. The atmosphere looks awesome. You could see all these young kids that are excited and going to games. Um, yeah, it, 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 it really is um cool and and, i mean i god i talked about it years ago i forget what olympics it was it was it was god at least probably 10 years ago but you know a bunch of us guys and former players i think you were still playing at the time but the you know a lot of former nhl guys jay pandolfo mike greer um you know tom pody bunch of different guys i was a you know, like a tag along i think grazy got me into the game but we played against the women's team as they were getting ready for the olympics and i was 
shocked as to how physical they played and how strong they were on the puck. And um, it, 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 the, it was super competitive, right? And then again, it was kind of probably me underestimating things. So I'm like thinking it was going to be like a shinny game after playing men's league. Um, but no, they 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 were using these games as tune-ups for the Olympics, and uh, it was uh, it was super good hockey. It was super competitive, and you know I needed to to adjust my thought process real quick, or else I was going to get probably ran over by a few of these girls for sure. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Having those guys, you know, gearing up for one of the biggest tournaments, you know, ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their, their, their mindset is a little different than, you know, Salty League, uh, last guy back, toe drag. <laughs> Dude, I meant to tell you, I've been back on the ice. I'm glad you How just you said that. I've been, I've been skating Thursday nights uh, over in Salty, and it's a good, it's a good skate. I like, I've been on the ice, but I've just been skating, and obviously we've been running camps and, and, playing uh you know pushing pucks for practice but i haven't skated in God, it was really like a year besides like one or two little events and uh, i've been back pretty consistently hitting the thursday night skate over in salty and uh it's been a blast it feels good to be out there it's a good talent you know good group of guys that are talented everybody makes plays there's good numbers and uh it's been a lot of fun and you know the best is to catch up after the the after the skate in the locker room um so i've been trying to to get to it i think i've been you know it's been like three or four times uh you know thursdays in a row that uh i've been able to get out and and get on the ice and feeling pretty good the the, the body's definitely a little bit creaky uh but and uh it's fun to just be out there and be be skating and playing and moving pucks and hanging with the boys yeah even just like a a nice crisp tape to tape pass oh yeah yeah i mean i I gotta take my small wins when i'm uh (laughs) when i'm out there but uh, that reminds me so before christmas uh ryan and a couple of his buddies will mcdonough uh, Mm -hmm. and nolan roach were able to uh hop on the ice uh, for that little skate with bergie um and they had a ball so it was just uh, that must have been unbelievable yeah, we, we we had nine skaters. We did some drills, um, you know, and I'm just, again, creaky, you know, to the yeah. point of, you know, just embarrassing myself. But um, you should have done the old school mods when all the young guys showed up and just be like, hey, I'll I'll just turn into coach at that point. Just yeah. start designing the drills. That That's yeah. the thing. I'll be the auto passer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah you, the, hey, but bump it to me on the way by. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Hey, you gotta, you gotta hit me. But the young guys on the three on three came out on top. So, you know, oh boy, well, I mean, yeah. you get a bunch of retirees. Yeah. They, you know, they didn't, they didn't let up on the old guys. So it was, yeah. but it was a good uh, experience for them. And um, yeah, getting, you know, so getting back on the ice and trying to, uh, you know, kind of figure it out, you know, get, get the body moving and, but doing drills is a different animal. Like you can't really just loop and swoop. <laughs> Do you think? Yeah, yeah. that's uh, that's a whole different ball game. I'm going to stick with just playing a little bit of shinny once a week right now at this point. Uh, it's it getting me back into the game, and it's it's exciting. So hopefully we can uh, we can catch up on the ice today because it's always good to have a D partner out there that you got some familiarity with, and you can throw sauce around and make some passes and talk to each other. So we'll have to get out on the ice together soon. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And if we do, we're going to uh, have to make sure our, our skates are nice and sharp with our Sparks machines. Sparks is the at-home or on-the-road skate sharpening machine. Head on over to sparkshockey.com and use BY Mods for $50 off your Spark sharpener. Sparks is the at-home skate sharpening machine that will never fail. Sparks is the gift that keeps on giving for hockey players and parents. It's convenient, easy to use, and will save you money in the long run. With Sparks, you get an accurate sharpening every single time. Again, head on over to sparkshockey.com and order your machine today, especially if you didn't get one for Christmas. Mm. Um, you know, I know a lot of people did uh, use the BY Mots code around Christmas time. But yeah. If you missed out on that, um, make sure that you you go to sparkshockey.com and and uh, pop in BY Mots and, uh, you know, a little after uh, Christmas gift you know like maybe you forgot like oh maybe man, a birthday you know. maybe a birthday yeah, yeah and early you know, uh, i always feel bad like my father's a december 27th birthday and um my brother-in-law his birthday was was thursday kenny roach's 40th we actually had that the, the last weekend he's like a january 2nd great hockey birthday um but not the best you know especially like right after christmas as a young kid it's tough right but you know imagine like Kenny Roach getting a new Spox when he was 12, 13 years old. Like he would have been pumped. Uh, I, I caught up with Roachy actually uh, a couple oh, weeks good. ago. Yeah. He's a classic. He's a classic. Yeah. We had now, a surpri- surprise 40th for him, right? Uh, what was it December? It was the night before New Year's Eve. So like December 30th. It was. Uh, oh, really? Nice. Yeah. A little shindig. It was, uh, it was good time. Good time. Yeah. He's a solid guy. And uh, as far as, wrapping paper you know i know before christmas or around christmas maybe even your dad could speak to this but if you got presents with christmas wrapping paper mm. people, you know some people would be really annoyed instead of like having birthday uh oh yeah, yeah. birthday wrapping paper i don't <laughs> so, think yeah. my father probably ever got wrapping paper in his in his <laughs> you know being one of eight kids in charlestown growing up uh yeah right. I, don't, I don't know if they yeah what type of paper? Maybe they, not the question for him. Yeah, yeah. They wrapped it in, you know, he was lucky. They they probably just threw a bunch of whatever things under Loose the tree and said, it. figure it out. Yeah. You know, my yeah. father was getting hand me down hockey gloves from his older brothers, <laughs> which isn't you know? bad. No, I no love it's not bad. They come with the holes already in them. So it's kind of like they, they're all and broken in. So you're all set. Um, well, it's time. It's it's time for the my hockey rankings question of the week, and this is a great one. Obviously, check out myhockeyrankings.com for uh, see where your team stacks up. Obviously, every you know every week those rankings are coming out. So head to myhockeyrankings.com. But this one a little off the you know the hockey, uh, but maybe you you can relate it to hockey. But any New Year's resolutions for our my hockey rankings question of the week? What do you got, Mott? Um, I mean, uh, I'm going to do the typical, uh, you know, get into a routine, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be the gym, but you know, just stay no active. Gym. No gym tan laundry. <laughs> no Jersey, okay. Jersey. Sure. I, um, <laughs> no, I, yeah, just get into a routine. Um, okay. uh, I would like, so I've saved a lot of recipes. I would like to, you know, <laughs> cook a little bit more and like follow through on, you know, cause Actually, like he's cooking something. I'm sure you promised a lot, but you haven't done any of those meals. Uh, I, I've done maybe a handful, but okay. more like 
kind of looking for the easier ones, but you know, kind of dig in and put some time in on the ones that, you know, could be a little bit more challenging and, um, you know, work your way through it. Okay. Um, I would say, you know, picking up a couple more books, you know? Wow. Yeah. Reading a little bit more and, um, I don't know. Big changes for you. Yeah, no, like I, I I do read a lot, but it's like on the on the um toilet phone. Yeah, on the toilet <laughs> on the phone and whatnot. But no, to actually have a book. Uh I think that would be fun. Uh to like really because like I, I, I do look at, you know, these books um, you know, that are recommended and you know, like I'll save those as well. So really just follow, following through on on reading some books. Um, books, recipes. Yeah. Uh, routines you got a heck of a new year's coming at you i know I like it, it. It, yeah it's gonna be amazing so uh what about you anything the year, else the year of mots uh <laughs> to be honest until i read this question i didn't even i didn't think of anything i would say you know try to get into a i, I have been working out not great not eating great but i feel fine because i've been working out you know what i mean so yeah We'll see. I, I did make a doctor's appointment, um, oh. so that could be my New Year's resolution. That I that actually Joanna made it <laughs> to show up to show up to my doctor's appointment. I haven't been to the doctors in in a while. Um, yeah. like the the yearly physical has probably been like a decade. Um, so <laughs> now that I'm forty, Joanna was like, "You need to go to the doctors, do a do a yearly physical." So. I'm going to, I'm going to show up for that appointment. I think that's going to be good. So we'll, we'll, we'll put that down. Um, maybe the dentist, I got to make a dentist appointment too. I already can't see our boy pooch, John Peterman. Yeah. I only go see him when there's an emergency, when something (laughs) falls out, um, (laughs) when you lose a filling, uh, the, you know, half your, your, your crown falls out, you go see pooch. Uh, cause that's like over the bridge. That's not just like, that's not, that's like a Cape trip for me. Yeah. Uh, which is, Cape. Would, you, I'm on Cape. It's very helpful to have that in the back pocket if you need it, but it's not like going down the street to the dentist. But yeah, Joanna's been all over me about that. So I guess it's, yeah, it's overall health and oh, hygiene. Up, hygiene, falling up. With, showering on there? No, no, I'm a, I'm a big showerer. So that's, a, it, yeah, a couple showers a day keeps the doctor away. It's kind of always been my, my, uh, <laughs> my motto so yeah i guess you know to add to yours overall health going to the doctors taking care of of, of your yourself and your body you know probably incremental changes right little little things probably eating a little better um drinking a little less uh all that stuff yeah good stuff and and i'm definitely i'm showing up to these doctor's appointments um gotta look good feel good play good you know gotta get my uh my whatever the the checkups it's been a while dude i was like i called to get a prescription refilled and they were like you haven't been here in in, i shouldn't say a decade but it was it was like a few good years like it was like like, five five six years ago they're They're like like, who's your primary you're like good question great question yeah i'm like oh let me call my that dude i had joanna had to call and make the appointment for me (laughs) Because I, I, yeah, whatever. It's just, 
I'm a little bit old school like that, but I'm making it a, an, a, um, an effort, right? Because you got to take care of yourself and your body and make sure you're, uh, you're good to go. Yeah. Overall health. That's good. good overall health for the, yeah. My hockey rankings and look at us, we're, we're, we're getting healthier by the second tier. It's, uh, huh? it's important. Speaking of which, I want to drop this in. Um, been unbelievable to support for my nephew, Owen. I talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and he's actually going to be coming home from the hospital this week. We're hoping he's got his port in, so he's going to be uh, outpatient treatment back and forth to children's. Uh, like I said, can't thank everybody. Obviously, Lauren and Bobby, um, my you know my sister and brother-in-law have been rock stars dealing with um, you know with with their three kids and especially Owen I know there's a lot of people that have been reaching out and praying for him and he's doing well and and again he's going to be you know knock on wood here but getting out of the the hospital this week so super excited about that um you know just to have him home and with his siblings and and uh it's going to be still a lot of work back and forth the children's but luckily we we live where we live and um they were able to to you know head in there a couple of days a week and, and handle all, all his treatments. But uh, very fortunate. And, and again, the hockey community and good friends and family really, you know, helping out and coming together to, to support my family, which has been much appreciated. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really helped ease, um, you know, everybody, especially Lauren and, and Bobby's uh, minds going through this tough time. So it's, uh, you know, shout out big O, for uh, you know, hopefully he'll be out of the hospital soon, and and you know can, we'll keep fighting this thing. Yeah, that's great uh, news, and you know, good news is you know even as small as it is, it's always uh, a positive to to keep that positive momentum going. So, yep, I'm uh, I'm really happy to hear that, and you know we we talked about it before. He's a battler. He's a great kid, and yeah. uh, you know, in the support of your your family and friends and others, um, you know, is is what it's all about. So uh, hopefully he is, you know, keep us updated on that and uh, thoughts and prayers to, uh, to Owen, Lauren and Bobby. Absolutely. Um, and Maven trip, obviously their siblings. So uh, good stuff here. Mott's great catch up episode. Uh, just a reminder, this show was presented by bet online and it is time to cue the ring shrink shuffle. Jersey.